Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. We are live from Riverwinds today for the Ron Jaworski Celebrity Golf Challenge. And uh, we had Jaws on earlier. We had John Runyon on a few minutes ago. If you missed either of those, hop in the Odyssey app, and you can scroll back and listen to any part of the show today. Uh, and it was, it was awesome talking to both those guys, Hugh, uh, just about this event and certainly uh, with what's going on with the Eagles and with John Runyon, his position right now. Especially, that, I, could you imagine finding your son, Hugh, like John Runyon had to do when he told us a few minutes ago? Uh, no, I couldn't. And I'm, you know, and I'm pretty sure that his son probably had a lot more to say, but you know, knowing his dad, the way that he knows him, but at the same time, you don't want to, you don't want to argue with the guy that has your fate directly in his hands. You don't want to do, do too much of that. Yeah. He can find you whenever he wants. 215-592-9494. Uh, we're going to have some more guests out by in a few minutes, but we want to get back to this subject that we brought up a little bit earlier. It's been a a really interesting subject in the morning show a lot this week, and I think it is going to be a major part of the Eagles' decision-making and how they structure their offense and what they do moving forward is, is Jalen Hurts and his running and how much is, is enough, how much is too much. And I'm at the point now where I think Jalen Hurts needs to run a little bit less. You know, over 150 carries per year last two years on average, 165, 139, and that's 304 carries last two years. It is a lot of carries, and let's not forget – he has been banged up in each of the last two years at the end of the season. Now, two years ago, it affected him in the playoff game. Last year, he was able to have the bye week, which was huge for him. If the Eagles had him a bye week, I don't know if, if he could play through that, that first playoff game. So there was some luck involved there. Is it time for him to run last? Joe DeCambra asked Ray Didinger on the morning show a couple days ago this exact question. Here's what Ray had to say. Do you think they should start dialing back his runs a little bit to try to protect him for the long haul? Or... For the short haul, yes, and <laughs> just um, to to your point, yes, I would, I would, um, because you know, last two years, both times when you got to the end of the you got to the end of the year, you got to the end of the season, you got to the playoffs, you got the money time, he was hurt. You know, two years ago, he was definitely hurt going down to the game in Tampa, and last year, I mean, he he was hurting from the time they left Chicago after that game to the end of the year. Well, he's not wrong there, Hugh. He was hurt. I mean, he got the last two years. He's, he's had two years of starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts, and each of them at the end of the year something, right? It was an ankle two years ago, and he came back, and they re-injured in the playoff game. And then last year was the shoulder, and he took two weeks off. He came back. He was kind of just, you know, he's just out there for that last game of the season. And then he did play in the playoffs, and obviously he healed enough for the Super Bowl that he was great, but it affected him down the stretch of the season. Hugh, I'm at the point now where I do think Jalen Hurts should run 
less. What do nah, you feel? I'm not there. He was functional. Everybody's hurt. This is the thing that, that you have to realize, and, and shout out to Ray Diddy. Never go against Ray Diddy, but uh, uh, the fact of the matter is, at the end of the year, everybody's banged up. Everybody's hurt. You got to remain functional. Was he functional? He was. Yes. He was. That's, that's all you can ask. And he got, it seemed like he got, he got more functional, right? Cause that, that, that's what I'm saying. That's all you can hope for. Yeah, that first game he came back, he was, he was kind of barely functional. Yeah. But then by the Super Bowl, he, he, he didn't look hurt at all Let anymore. Let me tell you, that, that, that's when you play a 17-game season and banging the way that they were banging, the, the, you, the best you can hope for is to be functional. Everything's still working. Everything hurts. Everything hurts. But as long as you're functional and you can go out there and do your job, that's, that's the only thing that matters. Yeah, we were out there banging, banging. I was banging. waiting for that one. Yeah, I was waiting for that drop. So, I mean, it's the truth. It's the truth. It is. And it's the reality of having a mobile quarterback. The, the more the guy runs, this is, this is all part of it. And, and, look, the Eagles have gotten by the last couple of years with Jalen Hurts getting hit as much as he has and, and banged up because they've actually been fortunate a couple times with when his injuries occurred. Two years ago, it occurred for a bye week, so he was able to buy that week, I mean, literally, off. He bought the bye week off. And then this year, they had the bye in the playoffs, which helps him heal up. That might not always be like that. 215-592-9494. Do you believe it's time for Jalen Hurts to run less? Yes or no? I mean, I'm at the point now where I think a little bit less. And, Hugh, when we had Jaws on, we talked to him about this, like how they could make this happen if they wanted to cut back on a little bit. And the one thing he brought up that I think is probably part of their thinking is DeAndre Swift getting the ball out of the backfield, short, easy passes. And you use this this kind of math on it. Even if it's one or two of those passes a game, those might be one or two less runs. Yeah, I mean, because I think that when we think about Jalen Hurts running, we're, we're talking about as a whole. Mm-hmm. When you talk about during the course of a game, it's probably like two or three, maybe four runs a game. Like, but you, you, when you think about it and you throw the number out there, 65, people are like, oh, my gosh, that's a lot. It's only, think of, that's only like two or three runs a game. You're talking about like the design runs. Yes, yeah, 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 that's only like two right. or three runs a game. Yep. Like, every time that Jalen Hurts walks out there on the field, he takes the chance of getting hurt. Like, that, I played against quarterbacks that I've heard myself that weren't running quarterbacks. They just got hurt. That's the part of the game. That's the nature of the beast. And I know that people probably are sitting there saying, well, you know, you take more of a chance of getting hurt by, by running. He's a smart runner. When you talk about the way he got hit and, and he got injured on that play, like, like, like I think Howard said, it was a pile driving play. He got pile drive. I mean, as a defender, that, that's kind of how, you know, I'm kind of designed. I'm trying to hurt you. But it also, when you talk about him and his, his game, that's the aspect of his game that you always have to defend. And everything that we know about the NFL is plays are split-second plays. Mm-hmm. And if he can hold a defender with the threat of him running for a split second, that might give him an opportunity to get that receiver open and throw a ball for a touchdown because they are afraid of him running the ball. Well, and we saw that a lot last year. It's, it's a major part of his game. And, and I don't – I want to make sure I'm, I'm saying this. I, I don't want to make Jalen Hurts a pocket passer. He's too good of a runner to take that out of his game. It would be silly. It would be taking – you know – cutting off your nose to spite your face like he's too good at this and he converts too many first downs and moves the chains and gets them out of sacks by by using his athleticism I don't want to take that away I do think though at some point at some point they're going to have to find a way to cut back a little bit otherwise he's just not going to last I I just don't think he'll last the level they need him to if he continues to run this much that's the evolution of football now when you talk about when you talk about the quarterback position out of every position that you think about that has had success 
Last year, just take last year. Look at the quarterbacks that are we consider now the top five quarterbacks in the game. They're all athletes, not athletes, athletes. They're guys that have the ability to, if need be, pull the ball down and run it. Uh, Josh Allen, more than any other quarterback, Josh Allen goes out there and he's real disrespectful I mean, he with tries, the way that he, he runs the ball. He tries to run through he's you. Ex- he's extremely disrespectful in the way that he runs the ball. He tries to run people over. So that, that's the way that quarterbacks play now. That's what they do. Well, they do. And, and when, they, when they do that and they're in the open field, they're, they're liable to get hit by defenders who want to uh, take them down. And I'm sitting next to a pair of defenders that did that never, a lot. Never did I think I would see the day where Brian Dawkins is taking golf as serious as he's taking it. Well, it gets, like I didn't, I didn't even, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the last of the Mohicans. You are. Well, guess Remember, what? we used to be in the locker room laughing at golfers. That name, that guy is sitting down with us right now. <laughs> Brian Dawkins live on the Midday Show with us. B-Doc, you, I believe you were our first guest when we first started our show. Absolutely. Yeah, and we're, we're excited to have you back here. How you been? I, I'm blessed, brother. Can't, can't complain, not even a little bit. Nice golf outfit, yeah. though. That's oh, nice. You know, I, I, I got to look the part, though. Yeah, I see you know it. I mean? see it. Yeah, I see it. Look the part, As brother. you can see me, I don't look like I'm going to play golf, and they've been killing me all morning <laughs> for my Are we going to get you on the golf course at some point? <laughs> no. No. I'll come like, listen, I, I will say this. It's a reunion now. I'll say I support my brothers in all their endeavors. But I am not about to wear no golf outfits. I'm not, I'm not about to do that. Come on, man. No, I ain't about to do that. On, this is the best I can do. He won't get out there. I can't play golf. I told him I we, we're going to do, we're gonna have to do a show outing, so you're forced to then. The whole show's going out. We'll get, we'll get Doc. We'll get Ike. I'm in. So, no, they, they are so serious about their golf. They, they are like, you can't even joke with these cats no, no more. It's, it's not that serious for me. It's not. It's I can't not, tell because when I was yeah, out there talking not. that one time, you looked at me like you better be quiet while I'm yeah. trying to hit this ball. Yeah. No, no. When, when was this? This was a while ago. Yeah. See, I might have been serious then. Though. <laughs> so you, I'm not. <laughs> you back, backed off from the serious. I'm, I'm backed off from the serious. <laughs> now I gets like that. Now yeah. I, I wants to go out there and act like he uh, Fuzzy Zeller or somebody. That's <laughs> the first name Fuzzy that that thought of. That's the first. Yeah, name I didn't expect to, to talk Fuzzy Zeller today. <laughs> so Doc, let, let me ask you. So we've been throwing this around today. So Jalen Hurts, great first couple of years of starting quarterback, obviously in the Super Bowl last year. He runs a lot, right? And he's really good at it, over 300 carries last two years. Do you think it's time for him to dial it back? He's been banged up at the end of each of the last two years. It's always this tough thing. You don't want to take away what someone does really well, but then you're worried about can he stay healthy throughout his career playing this way. Do you think it's a little bit less in the run game? Or, look, if that's what he does, that's what he does. I think at this point, it's – because of the talent that he has around him at this point. I don't think – I think before he didn't necessarily have all the talent that he has around him right now. So to add his running ability still into the mix is a plus, major plus. But I, I just don't see them force-feeding that over and over again like they did a couple of years ago, especially talk, last year sometimes. Talk about how – remember we used to play quarterbacks that used to run around a lot. Like the one thing that I remember with Jim Johnson used to call – he used to tell us and stress to us, do not let that guy – Outside the pocket. And, and talk about how much – because, see, that's what – when I think of Jalen Hurts in this offense right now with those receivers and, and that running back that they have in that tight end, to have him as another weapon, that puts a lot of pressure on defenses. And that's why it's so important to keep him running the football, just not the lead of running the football. You use all of these other weapons, and then when he does carry the football, right, and, and – the way that offenses are being run now, you and you know this, like the quarterback position is an extra individual. Athlete. athlete. I call it not an athlete, athlete. An athlete, right? But it's someone that the defense does not account for. 
especially like in man-to-man coverage, the defense does not account for that person because the free, the free, the free player in a defense is the free safety, and he's deep middle. Sure. So the quarterback keeping the football is uncounted for. So that's why a guy with his ability, the thing that I would love about him is he, he does a good job, not all the time, but does a good job of making people miss. He doesn't take big hits, and that's the big thing. Yeah, and, and that's what we talk about. Like, like when I think of Russell Wilson and, and when he was at the height of his game, the one thing that he did well, when he pulled it down and ran it, he ran for positive yards, and he, got, he took what the defense gave him. He didn't fight for the extra yards. That's where I think Jalen could be a huge asset because, boy, when I tell you, when those, Doc will tell you, when those corners are running, when they got their back turned to you and they're running off, and you got that defensive end that lost outside contain that like somebody somebody, somebody knows about that. Yeah, yeah somebody, somebody about to get cussed out. Yeah, it's, it's, somebody it's you. Knows about that. Somebody knows about that. Well, that was like the Packers game last year. The Jalen ran for like 100 yards in the first quarter. He just it, it felt like what you're saying, Doc. Man to man, he got outside the edge, and it was like there's no one to tackle him. Yeah. So you don't again, you don't want to take that away from him. You don't want to tell him anything as far as you know not running the football you just don't call as many run plays but when it happens this this the thing that's called the extra play that like the x play for a lot of people like it's uncoached it's unscripted and he just keeps the football like he was talking about defensive end gets up the field man-to-man coverage and he runs for 30 yards Doc, what are you expecting on the defense this year last year over 70 sacks one of the statistically an amazing defense obviously they played really well all year a lot of guys they lost though about six five six you know players that played a lot starting level players and now They've replaced them, but they're young. I mean, they really they have they have some. I, I could foresee five or six first or second year players playing. Like, are you tempering expectations because they're young, or is it hey, let's be excited because they're talented? Well, all of the above. You can't just pick one of those. It's, it's, yes, we're extremely excited about those young players. They've had some veterans in front of them that they can kind of learn from, and I'm pretty sure that they did. But this year they'll have to step up, and so you kind of you're very optimistic, but you're you're not over the top like. They're going to be the first game running full speed and everybody's on page. So right. it's going to be some mistakes made. They're going to, it's going to be some, some growing pains. But the potential for the, every position right now, and if those guys, those guys gel together quickly like they did last year, to be honest with you, it's the sky's the limit for this defense because I also like the defensive coordinator and his ability to kind of mix things up and then the you know not just playing one thing all the time using his fastball. He has a bunch of different aspects of how to attack a team. When you came into the league, what do you remember being the, the most difficult part of it? Was it the speed of the game or the actual picking up of the defensive <laughs> scheme? <laughs> it was Emmett's scheme, brother. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! It, his scheme was unbelievable. Just different checks for different formations different checks for different personnel and you sometimes you have to do it on the fly like he would give Mike Zordich back at the time mm-hmm. he would give him basically a call that he would call defenses from the field at times just because of personnel down and distance situation um, film study all of those things so we would have to as a safety be able to make checks on the field so learning all of those new nuances coming from a scheme in, in Clemson that didn't nothing you know close to that was extremely difficult for the first couple of years for me. Oh, wow. So the Eagles got to get to camp and, and start from scratch, even though they were so close. It's, how big of a challenge is that? To, to, you know, you want to get back, you want to win the Super Bowl, but you have to take all those little steps along the way. I, I feel like that's we're going to see if this team's ready for that challenge to kind of take the every day before they can try to climb that mountain again. And that's the thing about it. And, you know, you, you know we, we've been through a lot of those runs, brother. You go through that playoffs, you get you know, t- as far as you can, NFC championship game for a lot of times for us. 
And then you go back to training camp, and you basically, for me, you take notes like you've never taken notes before. Even if I, even though I knew Jim Johnson's defense at some point, I'm still taking notes. Like I had, this is my first time hearing him ever give the defense. So I want you to go all the way back to the nuances of learning the defense, every aspect of it. If I can, I have the de- the safety you know, position down pack. So what are the linebackers doing? Now what are the defensive line doing? So you kind of, you learn everything that you can so that when you get into those different situations, you know to, how to help your teammate out, to be honest with you. And that's what the people don't think about. Sometimes you, sometimes if Hugh does decide to do a wing stunt, and we didn't call a wing stunt, wing stunt means that he goes inside and gets caught. So if he decides to do a wing stunt, I have to recognize that Hugh's probably going to do a wing, wing stunt, and I'm going to, I'm going to replace him and, and do his job. I used to got his back. Yeah. I used to freelance so, quite a bit. By the so way, the, the, the point is, is that. When you begin to learn all of those things and you go back to the drawing board, and I'm, I know it sound, may sound boring, it's not a lot, of, a lot of excitement attached to it, but you have to go back to the just nuts and bolts of just grinding, learning the small details. When you look at the NFC as a whole, do you think that the Eagles, like with the moves they made, I know they got young on defense, and you, you never know what you're going to get from the young guys. Do you think they're in really good position to go back to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. And, and this is—it's not a far-gone conclusion by, by no stretch, stretch of the imagination, because we just talked about um, them having to gel on defense, sure. having some new guys step up. The offensive—the offense is the offense. Like they're just adding tools. That offensive line is a power group in itself. So they have a lot of things going for them. But it's just to me, it's just the gelling of that defense. If they can get that defense together, learning the, the calls and um, just kind of listen to some of the things that some of the guys are talking about, there's a lot more nuances for them to learn. So if they can learn those things, come together, and begin to play like that cat beside them, they don't want to let that cat beside them down. If they play that type of ball, yeah, they, they got a, a great chance. There's a lot of talk this offseason, Doc, since May, since the schedule came out, about how difficult the schedule is this year. A lot of, you know, the, the way the teams that set up, how it lined up, a lot of tough games in a row. Is that something you guys, when you your schedule came out, did you actually think about that? Or is that a fan thing? Or do you just literally take it one day at a time, week by week? It's a fan thing. Okay, that's what, I, that's what I thought. <laughs> it's a fan. It's, you, you look I, at, I worry about this. So, so here's the thing. When, when you, matter of fact, I was just talking to somebody about this, um, I think my, the limo driver. So... When we get the schedule, obviously the first things we're looking at, are we playing on Christmas? Or Which are we they are. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> when is that bye week? Yeah, the, when is the bye week? the bye week? So we're not looking at the schedule like the fans are. And, but also, when you look at the schedule, if you look at all the opponents and you look at all the strengths of all the opponents, that can get overwhelming to anybody, right? But when we do game plans against a team, no other opponent exists. And then we begin to look at the weaknesses of the team that we're about to play, right? So when you separate things like that and you don't just lump everything together, then you can attack like you're supposed to, one game at a time, one play at a time. Again, I know it sounds boring. I know it does not sound like something exciting to do. But if you approach things in this way, you'll have you have success. You have a better chance of having success. The only, like only, only team that I worried about was the first one. Because that was the first, like for me personally, that's the first matchup of the season where you look at, say, who you might be playing against. I remember one year we played, we lost to the Rams. And I was like, oh, we got Orlando Pace, first game. Yeah. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, we about to. Even though, like, I, I, I think about it now and it's ridiculous because it ain't no get back because, hell, they won and they went they to the Super Bowl. It. It, but, at the time, <laughs> but at the time, when you're getting ready for the season, your mindset is get back. 
you know, even though it's it's a wrap for that with Kiss the Baby, they already went to the, you know, got to the dance. But you you want to start the season off right, and that's how I remember the season. Yeah, and and then you know, for me, because we, if you kind of remember, oftentimes we would start off slow. Yeah, like because of Andy's training camp, we would be kind of beat up to be honest with you going into the first couple of games. And so we would come up probably two and two, one and two or something like that. And then we would catch momentum as the season kind of went on. And so that, I got kind of used of that to that kind of thought process. So I'm not saying I don't want to win the first game, but if we lost the first game, it was it's not, not the, the end of the, the world. season. Yeah, a bit more big picture thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so let's end with this. We're joined by Brian Dawkins here at the Ron Jaworski Celebrity Golf Challenge. Be honest, it's only the three of us here. How often did this guy freelance? How often did you have to come off? <laughs> yeah, how often? So, so the better question is, how often did he did not freelance? <laughs> That's the better question. Man, love, love my dude to death. But uh, literally, hey. literally, literally, Jim created wing stunt because he would not stay outside. He changed the game. He changed the game. Hey, listen, I was like, well, why got to wait for that to happen? <laughs> the ball right there. I mean, it, it, in my defense, I was making the play, but I had, like, like to his point, I had a great group behind me because yep. I used to, I used to be out there in games, and I would tell Bobby, "Hey, Bobby, looks like a pass to me. I'm going in." And Bobby <laughs> say, "I said I need some coverage." He's like, "I got you. I got you." That's what we used to do. Yep. Until Trot got in there, and he was like, "Listen, man," he said, "Come on, Hugh, just, just, just we out there arguing on the field," and I'm like, "But that's the thing about it. Yeah. So, but we can't, we can't like Trot can't forget that we literally." Jim changed the way that the middle linebackers Yo, read the do read you remember the, read when, play action. He said he he told Trot. He said, "Listen, if you see it, just go. Like if yes. you if you bite on the play action, just blitz." You no, know, so, my best at practice when we read the meetings <laughs> and be like, "Trot was like, no, nah, Jim, we ain't about to run that. We about to." I, I, hey, I saw something different than me, Jim. And Jim would just look at him like, "What the hell?" And, like Jim, no, nah, Jim, I don't think we should run it like that. <laughs> like them dude. I played with some characters, man. I played with some characters. And I remember the one time, since you sitting here, somebody, we were playing, I forgot who we were playing, but somebody was back there cursing. And I, it sounded like, did nobody turn around? Because somebody was hot. Because you know when Brian got hot and if you heard some curse, I'm not saying it was Brian that was cursing, <laughs> but somebody was back there that sounded like Brian nah. that was cursing. Because we was, we, and then nobody turn around. Nobody mean? turned around because it's like, boy, you don't want to say. But boy, somebody used to be back there, and they, when they get excited, boy, you better bring your A game because you know he about to bring his. I'm sure, Doc. Listen, we appreciate so much you sitting down with us today. This was a lot of fun, and uh, this is a, this is an awesome event. This is this is great to be here today. It is, it is, and you know, for and and I matter of fact, I told y'all this the last time I saw him um, at um, I forget what other event we was at. That, you know, a lot of the things that a lot of us players do in the community, like we've watched those who've come before us. So we've seen Jaws do his thing in the community for year after year. He's steady stacking on uh, different ways to bless people, right? So, yeah, so I'm, you know, kudos and shout out to Jaws for continuing to do what he yeah, does. Yeah, it's a great event. I'm here for yeah, it, man. It really is. Big We're time. happy to be here. I'm uh, going to learn how to play golf one day, too. Come on. Not, yeah, no we're going to get you out there. It starts with the dress code. Yeah, the, well, yeah, well, we broke that rule today. See, I, I <laughs> we freelanced on that one today. I don't know about that dress code now. <laughs> Doc, appreciate you hopping on. Thank you so much. Brian Dawkins there on the Midday Show. 215-592-9494. We'll come back at all your phone calls. Live at Riverwinds, the Ron Jaworski Celebrity Golf Challenge. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP.